Hey guys, WFAN the Kid here, and today I'm going to be doing a podcast on the NBA playoffs. I am going to be diving into who I am winning it all and going through my full bracket, but before I do that, I want to talk about the play in tournament. This is the third season in NBA history that we uh, we have a play in tournament, and we've already seen the first four games. There are a couple more games tonight that will determine the eight seeds in the NBA playoffs. But first, I want to go over what happened in the first four play-in games. The first play-in game was kind of a, a geographical rivalry, the Hawks playing the Miami Heat. And I thought that the Heat would win this game, lock up the seven seed, because I don't think anybody wants to verse the Milwaukee Bucks. But they did not. The Hawks went into Miami... And they played kind of lights out. They had, I believe, its largest was a 24-point lead. The Heat did come back. They came all the way back, even at a point. And it it was anybody's game late on in the fourth quarter. But the Hawks did wind up regaining their composure. When it was all said and done, they had seven double-digit scores. And they got the W, so they take the seven seed. Then also that Tuesday night, the Lakers were playing the Timberwolves. And I thought that the Lakers would easily beat the Timberwolves. No Jalen McDaniels. He uh, broke his hand or wrist-punching wall, kind of idiotic. And there was no Rudy Gobert, of course, because he got suspended for punching a teammate. So they're quite severely undermanned in this game, Minnesota. But they played really well. They were in the game the entire time. Honestly, to me, for the majority of the game, they looked like the better and more composed team. And uh, down the stretch in the fourth quarter, the Lakers kind of showed why they're the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron and Anthony AD were doing their thing. And they had the lead, and Minnesota did have the opportunity to tie it. After Schroeder hit what almost certainly was a game-winning three from the corner. Of a beautiful assist. The T-Wolves execute a smart inbounds play. Three free throws for Minnesota. Get them all. Wind up tying the game. Going to overtime. In overtime, the offense just wasn't there for Minnesota. And the Lakers did win. But I think it was a really valiant effort for Minnesota. So that means that the two seven seeds uh, after Tuesday were the Atlanta Hawks and the LA Lakers. Then you get into Wednesday's games. And going into Wednesday, a 10 seed had never won a single play-in game. And history was made on Wednesday, not once, but twice. Because both of the 10 seeds wound up winning. First, it was the Bulls beating the Raptors in Toronto. And this was a really good game. It really was. It was close throughout... You didn't really see one team pulling away. Plenty of lead changes. And... (laughs) I mean, we all know the controversy that took place in this game with DeMar DeRozan's daughter, uh, DR, screaming every time the Raptors took a free throw. And (laughs) her voice was probably pretty hoarse yesterday. Because she had to do that 36 times. The Raptors had... 36 free throws. And she was quite effective. 
half of them were missed. The Raptors only made 18 of their 36 free throws, which is terrible. I mean, even if you'd made five or six of those, you could have won the game. I mean, that's how much free throws play a part in today's game. And I'm surprised that the Bulls didn't have a plethora of people fouling out, because as many fouls as they committed to make the Raptors take 36 free throws. Honestly, I mean, DR really bailed them out. And it kind of felt like deja vu, because again, Siakam wound up uh, hacking up a three, which looked like it was after the foul had been called. The referees did conference together and called it a shooting foul, I don't know how it was a shooting foul, so the Raptors were even lucky to have three free throws at the end of this game that could have tied it up. And Siakam goes one of three from the line. A player of that caliber, who's a good free throw shooter, is not going to go there with the game on the line and miss two out of three free throws without DR, in my opinion at least. It kind of takes away the home court advantage. Because usually when you're home and someone from your team is shooting free throws, you're not clapping, you're not cheering, you're being quiet so they could focus on making the free throws. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, there is this high-pitched, loud, echoing voice of D.R. DeRozan <laughs> that gets in your head. And for the people, that I see, I see some TikTok saying that this should not be allowed, game should have been protested, it's all within fair play. You're a fan with a seat at this game, you have every right to scream, make noise within the limits of the game. I don't think this violated any kind of rules. So all, all credit to DR. And with that being said, uh, the game after that was the Thunder and the Pelicans. And again, the 10 seed wins. The Thunder, a young team, nobody expected them to be in this position. I mean, a lot of us expected them to have one of the bottom records in the league, probably a top five pick. But they proved the analysts wrong and they had a really solid season and their their season continues they're going to hope to make the playoffs tonight so with that being said tonight moving into the games we have ahead it is going to be the Timberwolves and the Thunder in this matchup I do have the Timberwolves ending the Thunder's kind of fairy tale season the T-Wolves played a really good game in Los Angeles, and the loss is kind of crushing uh, the way that they did lose it at the end, but I think that they're going to come back home, get, Ro uh, get Rudy Gobert back, and take care of the Thunder. The Thunder are good. They have young guys like Giddy Williams who can make a difference, but I think they're going to be tired after the hard-fought one they got in New Orleans, so I'm going to take the Timberwolves to win and make it to the 8th seed. And then we have an interesting one, the Heat and the Bulls. I'm going to take the Heat in this game because I think they're too good of a team to not be in the playoffs. They have a deep roster. They have a lot of talented guys. They have Butler, Hero, Duncan Robinson, Bam. And they are a good free throw shooting team. They're in the upper echelon. So, I mean, maybe DR will strike again. We'll have to see. I'm sure she'll be there, be screaming her lungs out. But I think that the Heat are going to do too much. They're going to overwhelm the Bulls, and I think they're going to take the role of the 8th seed. 
So that does it for the um, discussion of the play-in tournament. Now, I am going to get into what you all been waiting for, my bracket. My NBA playoffs bracket. So I'm going to start out on the west side. Uh, I'm going to do the four first-round games for the west, then the east, and that's how I'm going to do it. So first, we have the one-seed Nuggets versus the eight-seed Timberwolves is what I have it. I'm taking the Nuggets in five games. They have Nikola Jokic, who's had an MVP year. He is a machine. He hits triple-doubles almost like every other game. So many triple-doubles. And him combined with Aaron Gordon, they are going to be a nightmare team in the paint. So difficult to out-rebound, almost impossible, and either one can hurt you in the paint. And they also have... Three-point shooting, Jamal Murray's back, looking dangerous, so it should be a pretty simple series for them. Then I have the Suns and the Clippers. I'm going to take the four-seeded Suns to move on in a thrilling series, a seven-game series. This is a series that features so many good names. The Suns have uh, Durant, Booker, CP3 which is such a lethal combination, that trio. And the Clippers, I know that Paul George is unfortunately dealing with an injury, but they still have Kawhi Leonard. You saw what he did in Toronto, leading that team to a championship, so he himself can be dangerous. I do think this is going to be an awesome series, and I think it will go the distance. But at the end of the day, I think the Suns will get the better of the Clippers and move on. Then the next series is the Kings for the three-seed and the six-seeded Warriors. I'm going to take the Warriors to advance. I think they're too good of a team to lose to a team like the Kings, who are finally back in the playoffs. They'll be motivated, yes. Their home fans, I'm sure, will be very excited. But I'm not betting against Stephen Curry in the first round. I'm going to take the Warriors to move on in six games. But don't let this take anything away from the Kings. The Kings are going to be a dangerous team in the future. Once they get some experience on their team, their young players will continue to develop. And Mike Brown, he's done an insane job. He should still win Coach of the Year. But I'm going to take the Warriors. And the final first-round series in the West, the second-seed Grizzlies and the seven-seed Lakers. I'm taking a very bold pick here, and I'm going to say that the Lakers advance in seven games. Now hear me out. I do not trust the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't. John Morant, he is back, and I know he had his problems, and it's not just John Morant. It's the whole team. To me, they lack cohesiveness. I don't think that they mesh all that well together. I don't think they're as good as the 51 wins say. They were versing the Timberwolves last year in the first round. And that's not a difficult team, but still, it was a six-game series that almost could have been a seven-game series that they barely escaped the second round on. But then you look at the Lakers team. Is it a deep team? No. And that kind of drives me crazy. But they have LeBron and AD. At the end of the day, they have two sensational, arguably generational, both of them players. 
So I'm going to take them to advance in what's going to be a very entertaining series. Then we're going to move over to the east side of the bracket. This first one is an interesting one. The number one seeded Bucks and the number eight seeded Heat. I remember a couple years back, the Bucks and the Heat had a series in the first round. I was anticipating that series to be one of the series of the first round that could have gone either way. Yet the Bucks swept the Heat. The Bucks just embarrassed the Heat in four games. And while the Heat do have a solid squad, the Bucks are too lethal. Drew Holiday, Giannis, I mean, they have a really nice bench as well. I'm going to take them in five games over the Miami Heat. And, uh, I, mean, I see them continuing their dominance over the Heat. And then the next series. So excited for this series. The four-seeded Cavs against my five-seed, the New York Knicks. I am not biased in this series. I think it's going to be a good series, a solid series, but I have my Knicks advancing in six games. The Knicks won the head-to-head series in the regular season, 3-1. to one. Okay. In the offseason, there was all this speculation that Donovan Mitchell was going to return home, come back to the New York Knicks, but he didn't. He decided to go to Cleveland. He decided to get this big, nice contract from the Cleveland Cavaliers. And he did exactly what they brought him there to do. He had a 70-point game. Plenty of other impressive 40-plus point outings. And he's a sensational player. However, the Knicks are a sensational team. They have Jalen Brunson, who should be up there in terms of comeback player of the year. Quickly, who is a lock, in my opinion, for sixth man of the year. And sorry, I meant most improved for Jalen Brunson, not comeback player of the year. Thinking of the NFL. Uh... And Josh Hart is an X-Factor. Since they brought Josh Hart over at the trade deadline, I was not thrilled that that was the only move we made. But I I think the organization knew what it was doing. He's been amazing. A very big asset. I know Tibbs loves to run the nine-man rotation. Probably will stick with pretty much exactly that in the playoffs, knowing Tibbs. And Josh Hart has a key role in that nine-man rotation. So I think that going into a little bit deeper in this series, I think they'll split the games in Cleveland, the first two. Then games three and four, I think, will be split in New York. Then the Knicks, being the amazing road team that they are, will go and win game five in Cleveland. And then we'll avoid going to a game seven. We'll win it all at MSG with Donovan Mitchell back in his home state. And he will relish what could have been if he had joined this New York Knicks team. So, that's who I have advancing. Let's go Knicks. And then, let's move on to the next series. The three-seed 76ers taking on the six-seed Nets. Okay, an Atlantic Division clash in the first round. Although I don't think it's going to be much of a clash. Uh, this is going to be the only sweep that I have of the first round, yes. I'm taking the 76ers in four games. The Nets surprised me that they held on to a playoff spot 
but let's be real. If they didn't have the star that they had with KD and Kyrie, those two players, they would not be a playoff team. If they were running the team that they had now for all 82 games, they would not be a playoff team. They might not even be a play-in team. And on the other hand, the 76ers are a top-five team to me in this league, and I think they're going to make easy work of the Nets. And then the final first-round matchup is the two-seeded Celtics and the seven-seed Atlanta Hawks. Um, I don't think it's anyone's surprise that I do have the Celtics advancing in this series, although I do think it'll take six games. I firsthand know, as a Knicks fan, what it's like to go up against playoff Trey Young. However, this time around, it's not only Trey Young. In the offseason, the Hawks went and got him another player that could really help the team offensively. You know, another really solid player in DeJounte Murray. And he's had explosive outings. I've seen him have explosive outings this season. They also have young guys like Onyeka Akungwu, Jalen Johnson, tell them out. I'm going to go back to my point earlier. Against the Heat, seven double-digit scores. That's going to help them big time in this series. Do I think they're good enough to beat the Boston Celtics? No, I do not. But I think they're going to give them a run for their money. So, yeah. That leaves the final eight teams that I have being the Nuggets, Suns, Warriors, Lakers. And... On the East, the Bucks, Knicks, Sixers, and Celtics. So we got a little bit of upsets going on. And there we got a five seed, we got a six seed, we got a seven seed. And now let's get into the second round games. Top seed Nuggets against the four seed Suns. I do think this will be another entertaining series. A whole lot of offense should be played in this series. But I'm still going to roll with the Denver Nuggets. Again, too deep of a team. They are a nightmare in the post. And I can't see the Suns stopping Jokic. I don't think that they have the defensive talent to stop him. And as for the Suns, you got KD from the Nets, but you traded away so much of your team that you don't really have an effective bench. And they're also... Dealing with some injuries, if I'm not mistaken, like Cameron Payne, as well as, I think they're missing another guy. So I don't think they're really going to be able to go head-to-head with the Nuggets that much. And then the other second-round series in the West, where I have a total total upset series happening with the 6th seed and the 7th seed squaring off the Warriors and the Lakers. Now, I did say uh, just a little while ago, Lakers are advancing because of LeBron and AD. But this is where I think it's going to take a turn, and the Warriors will come out on top. We've seen a bunch of wild encounters between Steph and LeBron. And this will be another encounter, but I think Curry and the Warriors will be able to do it. In five games. At this point, I think that the Lakers, after their seven-game first-round series, are going to be a little bit exhausted. And I'm not sure if they're going to remain totally healthy, because LeBron and AD are going to be doing basically all the work. 
Whereas the Warriors, they have a little bit more of a spread out team. Still, Curry is the main dog, but you know, a little bit more of a spread out team. So I'm going to take the Warriors advancing in five games in the series, both because of a lack of a bench from the Lakers and fatigue. So then we move on to the East second round. And it'll pay me to say this, but the first seeded Bucks are going to make easy work of my fifth seeded Knicks. They swept the Knicks in the regular season this year. And honestly, the Knicks can't keep up with the Bucks. The Knicks don't have what it takes to stop Giannis. Or Brooke Lopez, such a versatile player, could hurt you from three. Or from in the paint. And the defense of the Bucks. It's almost impenetrable. They have Drew and, of course, Giannis. Good lucking through him. So I think they're going to sweep the Knicks in four games. I'm sorry, Knicks, but I think this is where your season ends. It's been a hell of a season, but the Bucks are just too much. Then the other second round game. I have this being, honestly, maybe the best series of the entire playoffs. The 76ers and the Celtics. I just think this is a match made in heaven. A seven-game series, no doubt. And I'm going to take the 76ers. We have seen the 76ers choke two years in a row. First, it was in 2021 against the Atlanta Hawks, where they blew this huge lead in the second half to Atlanta and lost and saw themselves out of the playoffs. And then last year, they also lost a series in six games to the Miami Heat. But this year is the year that the Sixers finally make it to the conference finals. They dealt away with their problematic players. They no longer have Ben Simmons, the point guard who can't shoot. And Embiid's been incredible. He's up there with Jokic for the MVP conversation. Harden, Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey. I just think this is a very complete team. Whereas the Celtics are also an amazing team. I personally don't think they have someone that's going to match up well with Joel Embiid. And for that reason and that reason only, I'm going to take the 76ers. But this series really could go either way. But at the end of the day, I'm picking Philly. As much as I might hate them. Okay, now moving into the conference finals. The Nuggets and the Warriors, you don't often see a sixth seed make it this far, but I think the Warriors could make it to the conference finals. Not necessarily because they're that good, but because of their path that I see them having. And then the Nuggets, five games, I'm going to take them going to the NBA finals. Like I said, nightmare in the paint, whereas the Warriors are kind of a team that wants to beat you with the three ball, with the jump shooting. And at the end of the day, I'm going to take the size, and I'm going to go with the Nuggets. And then the other conference finals, I think it'll be a great one. The Bucks and the 76ers. It could be six games here. I have it going to seven games. I'm going to stick with the seven-game series between the Bucks and the Sixers, but I'm going to take the Bucks. I think they're a good enough team to go all the way to the finals. 
And the 76ers, if you've trusted the process and you're a loyal fan, enjoy this playoffs because I think it's going to be a fun one for you. But I think the Bucks are going to see it through all the way till the end. And with that being said, I have both one seeds going all the way to the finals. And we are going to get to see the incredible matchup of Giannis versus Jokic. Look, these are two fantastic NBA teams. And I think either one of them has the potential to win it all. But I'm going to go and take the Milwaukee Bucks. They're going to get it done in six games, win their second chip in three years. And we're going to see Giannis again, driving a Chick-fil-A in the middle of the night, getting his victory chicken. And I think it's going to be an, an extremely fun series. But I'm rolling with Milwaukee. Number one team in defensive ranking. Drew Holiday. They have the perfect mixture. They have Giannis, Drew Holiday, a small guy that loves to spot up shoot, and Brooke Lopez, versatility. They also have some young guys on the team. A good bench. Bobby Portis is there as well. He's had some really intense playoff moments. The former Nick. And I can't wait for this all to unfold. As a Knicks fan, I'm excited to see what the Knicks can do. Maybe they'll win a playoff series for the first time, to my eyes. <laughs> that Wouldn't that be something? But yeah, I have the Milwaukee Bucks as your 2023 NBA champions. And that's going to wrap up this podcast. And it is just such a fantastic time for the playoffs. I am a little bit concerned, though. Rangers and this are going to be going on at the same time. I already see that the Rangers and Knicks are both going to have a game Tuesday night, so it's going to be challenging to keep up with them both. Maybe I'll wheel a second TV into the living room and see what I could do. But yeah, it's just going to be nonstop fun action, especially in the first round when there's a game on it every second. It's like paradise. So thank you guys so much for listening to my NBA Playoff Podcast. I'll catch you guys later. As always, I'm WFA and the Kid. Have a great rest of your day.